0: All right, uh, joining me today on the uh, Big Breakfast Show podcast, uh, getting to know is Leonard Moncrief from Alameda. Hi there, Leonard. How are you? I'm fine, thanks. You know what, Leonard, I'm glad you took time to uh, chat today because I want to talk a little bit about uh, your involvement in Alameda and how far back uh, that goes with you personally. Plus, I want to talk about the uh, Alameda and District uh, Heritage Museum. So how long have you been a part of that? I know you're on the board now, but... um, a museum in a small Saskatchewan town is always a highlight. And, uh, I just want to really focus on, on how this got started. And, and if you remember the days of uh, the building and, and where that came from, do you have, do you have some inkling on that, uh, Leonard?
1: Yes. Um, I recall, um, uh, um, you know, senior people in the community, uh, um, wanting to, uh, acquire the building and, uh, have it to to fill with uh, artifacts uh, that reflect the history of Alameda and area, and uh, that was started in uh, in the late 1980s when the house was vacant and they took it over from the town um, when uh, the the town agreed to uh, waive the taxes on it
0: so that was when things uh, basically started, and the uh, the process began now, as far as uh Moving things forward with the uh, museum, what are some of the additions and changes that you've seen uh, yourself, uh, Leonard, with the building and and some of those artifacts that are in it?
1: Um, the original uh, uh, building uh, was opened in uh, in nineteen ninety and uh, then in nineteen ninety five uh, because there were so many uh, items donated. Uh, the museum couldn 't hold it all. Uh, there was an addition built onto it
0: so that uh, that would have been a great uh, sign, I guess there, as far as uh, developing and moving forward um, over the course of the time too. I know there 's been a lot of st- stories uh, shared <laughs> Leonard in regards to the uh, the contents of the building and and I guess uh, some of the uh, ghost stories that that have been associated with it. When did this all start and how much do you know about these uh these stories?
1: Well, uh you know, uh members of on the board uh you know actually experienced things uh when they were in the museum. Uh I didn't myself. Uh and uh, so there was a little uh, uh video done on that uh and then uh a member of the uh, APTN television network contacted us in October, and they wanted to come and uh, spend a few nights in the museum uh, with some uh, Native elders uh, to uh, see if they could uh, connect with any spirits. Uh, And so they did that in uh, early November, and uh, they had... uh, a successful, uh, stay here. And, uh, that will be airing on their television network, uh, uh, in a year from November.
0: Is that right? Hey, wow. So I guess, uh, you had mentioned some of the board members had experienced some, uh, some incidents. Do you remember any of those off the top of your head as far as what the locals, uh, experienced Leonard?
1: Yes, I do. Um, At a meeting we were having, uh, the treasurer arrived a little earlier than anybody else. Uh, She's the only one that saw this, but she saw a man in blue coveralls go through um, the access door to the audition. And she doesn't know where he went or anything else. It's unexplained.
0: Is that right? Wow. So who... I guess looking at that uh, character, who would, do you think that may represent, you know, back in time? Is there somebody that they, they think it, uh, the spirits are from, or what's the thoughts on that?
1: I don't have any explanation for it. Um, it could be a former resident. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know.
0: Wow. That must have been tough for her to uh to witness and then try to explain it to the to the board especially when it happens just prior to a meeting.
1: Yes, uh you know, I believe that she 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 actually saw something, but uh I guess I'm a little skeptical because I haven't experienced anything myself.
0: Well, that's always the case, right? Uh that's the way uh the the humans work, but all it would take would be one experience for you over there late at night one night, and you'd be sold.
1: Yeah, that's true. That's right.
0: <laughs> that, that would be the icing on the cake, right there, Leonard. <laughs>
1: yes, for sure.
0: So, as far as the uh, the museum is concerned today, um, how are you guys sitting as far as board members and the uh, and the hours of operation? And I know COVID has played a big role in in uh, tours and and that type of thing, but. Um, what are you guys looking at as far as keeping things open and, and going forward? Are there some plans on the table there, Leonard?
1: We have, um, we know over the past two years, our attendance has been down, um, due to the pandemic. Um, uh, we used to have it open, uh, regularly, uh, in the summer months, uh, on Wednesdays, but we haven't done that. So whenever anybody wants to look through the museum, they just contact myself or one of the board members and we open it up for them. And, uh, um, we just operate on, uh, donations and, uh, we have a couple little fundraisers, uh, that we've had recently, uh, pools on the, uh, World Series and the Grey Cup and, uh, We're trying to raise some money to replace all of the windows in the museum. We've replaced six so far, and there's still 12 to go. So um, that's a fair amount of money, and uh, we just hope that people will uh, support it, yeah.
0: Well, if if people who are listening to the podcast would like to uh, donate and uh, write a check and, and give you some funding on that, what's the process? How do they get it to you, Leonard?
1: Uh, they can uh, get a, uh, a tax deductible receipt through um, the Town of Alameda office. If they send their donation there and designated it for the uh, Alameda and District Heritage Museum, they will get a receipt for it.
0: Nice. Now, I'm thinking that, you know, over the course of time uh, that has passed and, and going forward, You must experience people who are stopping in, who have connections to the Alameda and area, or family from the Alameda and area that have interest in the museum. Because, um, as I mentioned before, museums are always a uh, a hot spot for memories and for people who have uh, you know either grew up in the area and left and have come back for a visit. But you must experience some of this over the course of time, eh?
1: I have. Most of the people that want to come in and look around the museum, uh, uh, lived in the area years ago or, uh, had, uh, family that lived here and they just want to, uh, see if they can, you know, find anything that relates to their family. Uh, just this past summer, um, I was on the, in front of the museum, uh, I, I guess I was doing something there. Uh, this man, uh a passenger in a vehicle. Um, he said that he lived here in the 30s. His father was a grain buyer here and he drove by the house on uh, 3rd Street that he lived in and it it was still much the same as, as he remembered it. And uh, so, yeah, it's a lot of people like that that, uh, that want to look through the museum.
0: That's exactly what I was talking about. Those are the kind of memories that I was thinking and uh, it's just uh, human nature, I think, to inquire and And for anybody to be able to pop in and actually have a look, like you said, you're available to give tours, Um, anybody that's got that connection with the community, that's got to be great for them.
1: Yeah, that's right. And there was even a fellow uh, that lives in New York. Um, I believe it was his great-grandfather had lived here uh, around 1900, and uh, he wanted to look through... um, copies of uh, the Alameda newspaper from that period and all the copies of the newspaper are in the museum. Wow. Yeah. And he found some, uh, some um, advertisements in the paper uh, from his uh, great grandfather. Yeah.
0: Is that right? That's uh, that's pretty appealing right there and, and kudos to uh, everybody that's involved with the museum to have that kind of artifacts, available at, at such a short notice and and being right there in the museum that's pretty nice
1: yeah so that's what it makes makes it interesting
0: absolutely no i can see your point you know what, have have I left anything out here, Leonard, that focuses on the museum that you feel is important other than the fact that you guys are looking for some funding for, for new windows? Because I think that's something that, uh, you know, I'm hoping anybody listening to the podcast can jump on board and help you out with that. But is there anything else that uh, I may have missed that you feel is uh, is worth mentioning today?
1: Not that I can think of, Lyle. Um, I, I just think it's great that we have... Uh, you know, former residents that uh, had the desire to uh, have a place uh, where people could go and uh, see some artifacts, you know, uh, that were common in the, the early 1900s. And, uh, yeah, that's uh, it's a great thing to have.
0: It's always nice to have people in your back uh, corner that have that vision and insight of uh, of what kind of longevity the building is going to have for the town and the area and uh, it's just nice to have those kind of people in your back pocket, right?
1: Yes, certainly.
0: Okay, Leonard, I can't thank you enough for all the information on the uh, Alameda and District uh, Heritage Museum. I appreciate you joining the podcast today, and uh, thank you so much. I appreciate that.
1: You're very welcome, Lyle. Thanks for uh, uh, asking me about it.